Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. You're here with Travis Jones and Jason Barrett today. Hope we're all feeling great listening out there, wherever you're listening. Jace, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm in back into my bulk plan, which uh, is enjoyable, but also I'm like, oh shit, you have to think about food so much <laughs> and eat so much. For all you guys out there on a shred, just be uh, be grateful. You don't have to think about eating. It's like, oh no, I have 800 more calories to fit in. It becomes a chore. Trust me. Enjoy not having to be like, I eat my salad and I'm done. It's exactly. And I'm just happy that I don't have a car on top of me. Two days ago, yeah. um, <laughs> two days ago for anyone uh, who doesn't follow me, I, um, for whatever reason, ended up flying after my car rolling down a hill and ended up with the car on top of my arm in a ditch. And I had to get uh, my wife and someone to help pull it off my arm. So I've got a bit of a grade two strain of my bicep tendon and uh, hobbling around at the moment. So Thursday, I don't have a car on top of me, so it makes it a good day. Today, guys, yeah. what we're going to talk about is how to have a better quality life. And, you know, yes, this is the Fit Dad podcast, but we always talk about not just a fit body, but how to have a fit body, how to have a fit mind, and how to have a fit life. And I think. So much of it, we talk about how to, how to have a fit body, right? You know, we want to be healthy. We want to health health increases our confidence, increase our energy and overall well-being. But I think what else encompasses that better quality life? And that's what we're going to delve into today to help all those dads out there, not just be shredded, but actually have good lives at the same time. Because no one cares if you've lost some weight, if you're walking around feeling like a cranky piece of shit all day long. So instead, we want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy when you have great relationships with not only your partner and your kid, uh, but also with yourself. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, this is our perspective. Um, and I feel like I do enjoy my life. I try and look at the positives of everything. As I was laying there with a car on top of my arm, there's always positives. At least it didn't roll on me and crush me to death. Um, but the funny thing was, this is this is the minds of kids, right? So the car was rolling down the hill and Nan lives down the bottom of the hill and the, the ute was literally going to roll into the um, shed. Uh, she doesn't live in a shed. An apple picker's sort of renovated sort of shed she lives in. So it's just, if the car ran into it, it would have gone straight through the apple picker shed and the ute would have like flown into the water and maybe took Nan with it. Um, and Nan's, she's 101. So it's probably like if you've made it to a if you've made it to one hundred and one years old, you don't want to go out by ute, flying ute. I don't think it's I don't think it's the best way. So that's why go out with a bang, right? Exactly. That's why I chased the ute, ripped the wheel, and ended up in a ditch with a car on top of me. But then Jackson's like, "Dad, you could have died." Nan's one hundred and one. It's okay if she dies. You're thirty nine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, Jacks, brutal. Uh, yeah, I was like, mate, you are you are brutal. But at the same time, that's the logic behind kids. Um, yeah. So I found that quite funny. But as a yeah. minor, you can look at always. There's a book called The Gap in the Game from Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy, and I just sort of finished that book. And I think in life, so many of us, especially. Um, those of us who don't feel like life's going for us and, you know, we can delve into this life happens for you, not to you, but so many of us feel that life's happening to us. We always are, are focused on the gap. So what's going wrong in life rather than focusing on the gain, because everything, you can always find the silver lining essentially, um, when we're looking at it and we look back and we go, oh, well, at least the car didn't roll on top of me. At least this didn't happen. So we can always find the gain in any single circumstance. I think that is a big thing as an overarching principle to have a better quality life is stop focusing on the gap and start focusing on the gain. And eventually that's what we come into focus, which we'll talk about second. But I think the first thing, the first thing to have a better quality life is, is the pursuit of goals. Um, I honestly think that you will not have a high quality life without goals. And I think we, when we look at goals, there's three ways we have goals. We have goals in our relationship. We have goals in our vocation or our work or our business. And we have goals in our health. That's the big three, the overarching three things that we have goals for in life. So now if we, do, we we're theological beings, like to have meaning, 
we must have goals because we're in the pursuit of something to strive to become better. If not, we're just, you know, NPCs, right? We're non-player characters sitting on the sidelines, cheering on the footy people like you can do it. And we're not actually moving ourselves forward. So what's your thought about happy people have goals, Jace? I'd say for me, the the phrase progress equals happiness and you can't mm. progress unless you're progressing towards something, right? Like if you just, uh, if you, you know, let's say your, your kid falls asleep in the backseat, then you're just driving around streets aimlessly. You're not progressing towards anything. That doesn't, you know, the kid sleeping equals happiness. Yes, true. Um, but you're not, you know, and that's how a lot of people move through life. They just kind of, oh, I guess I'll turn left or I guess I'll turn right. And then they just kind of fumble their way through. And I think the reason why I find health as, especially for dads, like such a good focus is it, no, not only obviously benefits you in a number of different ways, but there's a variety of different goals that you can pursue. You can pursue running a marathon or an Ironman or a half Ironman, whatever. You can pursue powerlifting. You can pursue even for your own sense of self, you know, gaining muscle or getting better at strength or hitting certain rep targets and stuff like that. And it just gives you something that is beneficial in other areas that you can focus on and that there is measurable progress in. And that's the, you know, that we've talked about this before. The point of a goal is not about achieving the goal, but it's in who you become in pursuit of the goal and you can't pursue anything you can't feel progress unless you've got something that you're working towards so exactly as you said you know within your things like your relationships right there there's you know one if you've already got a relationship and you're you know quite happy there's you know still things you can do to improve it and further work on it but it's not like oh i want to you know upgrade for a better model no don't do that that's not what we're talking about here it's uh, there's no no trade-in bonuses it's actually a trade-in detriment you you lose value on the trade-in um you lose half you lose half of everything you have <laughs> so, yeah, exactly it's a 50 percent depreciation don't do it you can't write that off on your tax either um yeah. but you've got you know you've got things in your relationship that you can that you can work on and the the problem I think for a lot of people is that they see that they think growth has to be a big thing and their growth has to be this exponential thing, but it's, it's all about feeling like you're moving towards goals. And if you have not got goals, then sit down and reset some again, whether it's work, whether it's health, whether it's your relationships, whether it's any other area of life, it might be financial. It might just, you know, for me at the moment, I'm actually feeling really energized and motivated because I've got a goal to improve my running and to get better at running. And my goal is to be able to run, you know, 5K two to three times a week under 30 minutes. Like that's that's the goal I'm working towards. Each, you know, each time I run like two to three times a week at the moment, I'm getting a little bit better. I'm setting the bar a little bit higher. I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. And that is really fucking motivating me. And I'm feeling really good. Like yesterday was like a storm in WA where it was like really hectic. And there was like thunder and lightning. And there was a bit of a gap in it. And my wife was like, just don't don't do it today just don't have to run you don't have to do do a run there's like i was like look first of all there's no trees in our suburb right it's one of the newer suburbs where it's like fucking barren in terms of trees i won't get nothing's gonna blow on me i'll stick to the open sky i'm not gonna get struck by the, the, there's a break in the rain can i go she's like fine but you're not allowed to get hit by anything I'm like, okay so i went for my my 1.8k run and i was i was happy with it but having those goals is motivating and it, when you progress towards stuff, again, it could be your business, right? Growing your business. And that's the easy one that a lot of guys, especially if you're on your own business, lean into is how do I grow the business, right? And it doesn't have to be about going from 100K to a million in the next year, but it could just be about slowly scaling or decreasing the amount of time you're spending in or any other kind of optimizations. But without having goals, you've got nothing to progress towards. But I also think like when we, we focus on our health because we start to feel better on about ourselves. So we're pursuit of health goals and we have more energy. So many of my guys over the last you know couple of years have one, had raises or two, found better jobs or three, dramatically improved their business because they have a higher sense of self-worth. Not saying the, health, the more healthy you are, the more weight you lose, you should have a higher sense of self-worth, but it just happens. Right. So when they have this higher sense of self-worth and they feel more confident, all of a sudden they expect more from other aspects of their life. And then all of a sudden they're making more money, which then comes into happier every other area of their life. Now, there is this um, there was a study a while ago, you know, after a certain threshold of money, you know, happiness doesn't increase. But I would mm -hmm. say, you know, it does. And that was done a little while ago. I think it's about 70 or 80K. So I'd say probably it's about 100,000 at the moment. After 100,000, it doesn't really increase too much. Depends on how much inflation keeps going up. But when we're looking at this, um, if you feel better and we start feeling like we are, you know, kind of deserve more in life, and this is not entitlement mentality, it's more so 
your self-worth. You believe you're worth more because of what you bring to the table. And mm. I think when that increases, we also feel better. So we start to pursue these other goals in tandem and we start to upregulate different areas of our life. So I think that's also exciting when we can start to go, no, I'm worth more. I put, bring more to the table. I show up better. I do more because when we start to do more in our health, we start to do more in other aspects of our life because we have more energy. Um, if you have, don't have more energy, then, you know, you're going to be screwed anyway, because you're not going to be able to, you know, show up in other aspects of your life. So I think the pursuit of goals is massive. And, mm. you know, a good thing when we look at, you know, we can look at tangible numbers in the pursuit of health goals. So it's like measurable progress. So, you know, I am a hundred kilos. I want to get to 90 kilos and lose 10% of my weight. I am making 80K a year. I want to make $88,000 a year. And we can start to go, well, we know that losing weight, well, we need to, you know, track our nutrition. We need to track our um, steps. We need to track our training. So we have lead indicators. The lag indicator is the weight loss. And the same as when we're looking at the pursuit of goals as far as increasing worth. It's like, what skills do I have? What my uh, deliverables are at my work? If you have a job, or we're looking at leads and sales and um, customer, when we look at customer acquisition or customer lifetime cycle, as far as growing your business, we have these lead indicators and we have these lag indicators, which is the measurable progress on the back end of it. But then also in our relationship, you can do this. So, so many people go, well, I'm in a relationship. It's good. But you can also have these, you, you want to work on it, right? You know, if something isn't growing, it's dying. And, you know, at the start of the, the relationship does go through phases of lust and love and all the rest of it. But I can truly say that, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm more in love with my wife now than I was, you know, 10 years ago when we got married. Um, I, and it's a deep, deeper and a different type of love and it continued to progress and it continues to progress and probably still will continue to progress from here. But what we do look at on the quarterly basis is I ask always, it's like, you know, what's one thing I can focus on the next quarter that's going to make you feel more love? And what's one thing I could probably stop doing that, you know, will probably make you feel more love as well. So what we're doing is we're having communication. Um, which is an important thing in a relationship. And I'm what? asking, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, what you have to have with that is you kind of have a fixed mindset. It's like we can adapt, we can grow, and we want to be better for our partners. So if you're going, okay, what's one thing that I can do more of? Oh, you could put out the trash more. Okay, that's cool. Or you could be more attentive or you could put your phone down at nighttime. And it's like, it's mm -hmm. not, when, when your partner tells, you've asked for feedback. Okay. You've asked for critical feedback. This is not for time for you to be defensive. I, I want critical feedback on how I can show up better on the daily basis to be a partner for you. What's one thing I can stop doing? What's one thing I can start doing? And if you just do that every quarter, and essentially it's the same when we're looking at nutrition, just stop eating Maccas and start drinking more water. If you start, stop, if you stop doing one thing every quarter and start doing one healthy thing, it's the same thing in health, relationship, business, you know, we're, we're stopping the drag or the lag that's holding us back. So we start to propel forward in a relationship even faster, which allows you to have a deeper, a deeper intimacy because the, the, a level of attraction obviously isn't, as we all should know, isn't just physical attraction, but there's the mental side of attraction that is much more than the physical side because you fall in love um, with the person, not for just, you know, who they are or what they look like, but what they do for you and how they make you feel. And you're constantly growing together to be the best version of you for yourself and for your partner. I think that's, it's good to have goals in all aspects of your life because again, it gives you purpose, which is very crucial for anyone. We must have meaning. Um, it gives you motivation. It's like, yeah, I, I want to be better for my partner. I want to be better for myself. It's measurable focus, especially if you're asking for that one tangible thing you can do in a relationship. And that allows you to focus on the, the lead indicator, which gives you that lag indicator again with the relationship on a deeper sense of love and communication and um, intimacy and connection. Um, it helps you focus, okay, with these lead indicators as well with the pursuit of goals. And then it gives you this like satisfaction and achievement. And I think these are all very crucial for human beings to have all these things. And it's just having these three different types of goals. And if anyone out there is like, oh, but I can't focus on these three things all at the same time. I call bullshit. It's like you 100% can. 
you can focus on being a better partner. You can focus on being healthier and you can focus on, you know, either be being better at your job or growing your business all at the same time. You just have to understand how to balance it and stop focusing on the how and start focusing on the who. Um, but before we get into how and who, I'll let you dive into that, Jace. Yeah. So I think um, uh, one of the things that I um, I really love the idea of is like, even if, you know, you, let's say there's, you know, we've talked about the seasons of life and the seasons of different areas. There might be times when some areas need to be at maintenance, but the goal might be just to maintain, right? And that might be what you need to do for that time while other shit's hectic, but you're never going to get into a situation where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you want to have a deep and meaningful conversation with me and we want to, you know, check in about relationships. Sorry, got to track this chicken burger. Um, just, just, you know, don't, can't, fuck, can't do both. Um, you know, it takes two minutes, do it on the toilet, right? And then, then, you, then you're good to go. You've got, the, you've got the capacity to do, like when you really break it down, and this is um, one of the things I think, um, uh, you know, a friend, a friend of yours and someone I've really started to appreciate his content, um, Ben Kant, it does is like blocking out the calendar with the Google calendar and really just going like actually compartmentalizing your day and going like, where is my time being spent and blocking it out in your calendar in like a physical calendar or like an online calendar and saying, well, how much time do I actually have in the day? And then how much time am I piecing away doing stuff that's really meaningless? Um, and for me, that comes into something I'll probably want to talk about a bit later on, which is, you know, when, when are you doing like escapism activities versus when are you actively planning and um, putting in your calendar relaxation or self-time or hobby time for you, um, there's a big difference between that because you can really get away with like, oh, pissing away 15, 20 minutes a day. But it's if you batch that time and you did better things, you were you know, actively being a better partner and taking the trash out and you were working on your fitness and you would have that time at the end of the week. Like, oh, I've got an hour or two. I can, you know, go 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 for a hit of, um, you know, tennis or, you know, go for a kick of the footy with, with the boys or go down to the pub for, you know, uh, vodka and soda because, you know, less calories. Um, or, you know, you can do something different uh, you can do a physical activity or something that you enjoy as a hobby um, that because you've, you've captured that time back. So don't just automatically just say, oh, I don't have the time for that. It's like, no, where are you prioritizing your time? We've talked about this time and time again, but figure out your priorities, block them out in your calendar. And if, um, as Travis said, if you're not focused on growing in your relationship, no matter how long you've been together, then there's going to come a time when you're going to get hit with that we need to talk conversation. You as a guy, dads think everything's fine and dandy. And then uh, all of a sudden it's like, I'm really not happy. So where did this come from? Well, it came from the six, six to 12 months of you doing the same shit, not noticing those little cues because you've been so f focused on business or so focused on, you know, every single other aspect of your life and you're not really focused on your wife, right? Which is, you know, what is the, the thing from The Incredibles? She's the greatest good you are ever going to get. That's a great one. I think when we look at that, it's like it's being the three-dimensional dad, right? I think so many dads are, are two-dimensional, not on purpose, but sometimes based on justification. So if you're three-dimensional, you have happy life at home, dad being the dad there for your kids and being the husband or great for your partner if you have a partner or finding a great partner for you. So it's being that happiness at home. It's having that work life work that's like progressing forward and it's having it that health. So it's love, work and health. That's three dimensional. So, so many people find it easy to become two dimensional, even one dimensional, mm -hmm. but we don't want that. It's like, who cares if you have all the money, if you don't have the health and the, and the family, who cares if you have the health and if you have the family, if you don't have the health or the money, right? I'm not saying money is a big thing, but money is something that need, you need to keep moving forward and to keep a roof over your head. Um, so it's like, we want to be three dimensional. We want to have, if we look at you know, the, the wheel of life, essentially, for anyone who's done personal development, you can break them down even further. But essentially, even if it's like just three spokes on the wheel, we want them to come at somewhat of an even player so that even playing field, so that wheel just rolls evenly, at least across those three dimensions. So I want you to focus at least on three different goals, love, work, health, that is a big thing we need. And then to actually do this, the next thing we need to have to have a better quality of life is to control our focus. So we need the pursuit of goals and then we need to control our focus. And I think 
This is probably one of the biggest problems in society today is controlling our focus because we're constantly, I think what our attention spans are less than a goldfish these days, like three seconds. We're not only trying to watch TV, talk to our partner, plus scroll our phone at the same time. Um, and we're inside the, the epidemic of multitasking. You know, you can't multitask, especially men. I'll, I'll cop that. Um, so it's, you have to, and when you try and do, they call it switch tasking, when you're trying to go from one thing to another to another, you have this residual, um, ta they call it residual task fatigue. So you have this sort of mental carryover of the previous task. So you never fully engage. So you need to be all in on something. If you're, if you're sitting with your kids, like you're all in with your kids reading that book or you're playing whatever it is, you're not sitting there with your kids while you're scrolling your phone or you're actually communicating with your partner. It's like, that's why if you're having dinner, like, Turn the TV off, you know, sit there, look at your partner, have a conversation with her or him, whatever floats your boat. Um, so it's like you're actually there together having a deep conversation while you're eating because otherwise you're mindlessly going through the day. So single tasking, controlling your focus. Now, what that does, again, when we have focus, this gives us you know, better mindfulness. We're actually present in the moment. And most of the things um, that stop us from excelling in life is a lack of presence. We're either your partner like, oh, you're always on your phone because you're not present with them. If you're overeating because you're not present on what you're consuming, um, you're taking too long to perform a task because you're not present on actually doing the task. So it's taking longer than, uh, uh, than required to do. So I think focus is probably one of the biggest things that stops us achieving those three tasks or those three big goal pursuits at the same time. And like you were saying before, Jace, I think it's a time management problem that a lot of people have. Um, and a, a lot of my guys, I'll, I'll help them understand how to actually block out their days with time management because oh, I don't have time. I was like, okay, dude, how much, how many hours a day do you look at your phone? And then they look at their, cause every phone sort of tells you how many hours they're looking at their phone. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at my phone for five to six hours a day. I was like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Some of it's going to be on your phone, all the rest of it. It's like, how many hours are you on Instagram? How many hours are you on TikTok? How many hours are you on Facebook? And they're like, oh, I'm spending like two hours a day on these things. It's like, so that's two hours a day you can allocate. That's something you have to get off altogether, but then allocate time to going on social media. If it's that important to you, like allocate some time. And maybe it is when you're on the toilet. If not, just don't go on it. I don't care. Like it doesn't add value to your life unless you're a social media manager. And then you probably still have it inside your daily tasks, inside your work. So I think... Like for me, like, you know, if anyone looked at my schedule, they would think I'm a, a psychopath. But, you know, if we look at anything, it's like discipline equals freedom. Like I have notification on my phones that when I don't smash them, um, smash two phones this week, um, that's, you know, like my alarm goes off at like 4.15 in the morning. But like as soon as my alarm goes off, I've got a notification. It's like, okay, like um, I want to meditate and I want to read. It's like my Google Calendar pops up. And then like the Google Calendar pops up when I need to drive to the gym. Google Calendar pops up when I need to focus on the specific task. My Google Calendar pops up when it's time to hang out for me to hang out with my boys. My Google Calendar pops up when we have this podcast. It's like, so throughout the day, I get these notifications just to make sure I'm on track. And they're like, what, you schedule time with your kids? Yeah, I do. Because like, I'm trying to pursue a lot of things. So it doesn't mean I forget about it. It's just a reminder that this is the time that I'm single task focusing on being present with my kids. Because otherwise it's very gray. Oh, I'll just do this for a little bit longer. And then all of a sudden the time chopped, is chopped out spending with the kids. Oh, I'll try and look at my emails whilst I'm trying to kick the footy. Well, you know, Kids spell um, love, T-I-M-E, right? Time. Mm. Like they, they just want your time. So it's like, but they want quality time. They want present time. They don't want dad on his phone all the time or like they just don't. So I'll have these like Google calendar notifications throughout my day and I've set it up. They're all reoccurring. And then like I have some things where I'll switch around throughout the week. But like, and if you have a nine to five, it's fine. It's like, bang, okay, maybe you need a notification reminding you at 12.15 not to be fat. And you should eat your salad and go for a walk. Like it's fine. Like have it, have the prompts that you need at the time of the life you need the prompts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Until you don't need the prompts anymore. Because we need these conscious reminders when we're trying to break unconscious habits. So but what that does, if we come back to it, these prompts control our focus. Like one of my one of the boys um, I was talking to, like a bit stressed about finances with getting his invoices out. 
I was like, okay, well, you need to have a, a prompt in your Google Calendar like three o'clock every day before you go and pick up the kids that at the end of your day, you finish work at three o'clock between three and 3.15, you just open up and you send invoices out every single day. And that's when you do it. And like all of a sudden, people started paying more on time for him with his business because he had that prompt. And it was now, this is when I do it. He gave the invoices a time in his pl and place to live in his life every single day. So they didn't back up. And when they backed up, he used to have to do them all on a Friday. Then he didn't like doing the task because instead of 15 minutes, it was like two hours worth of work because it was all backed up and he was overwhelmed with it. So I think we need to give things a time and a place. It controls our focus. It helps with problem solving. And then that helps with life satisfaction. And the worst thing with our focus is if we go back to the first thing we talked about on, on the first thing we said, it's like we're focusing on the gap or we're focusing on the gain. And Tony Robbins will say it's like where our attention goes, our energy flows, right? Or something like that, right? Yeah, where our focus, focus goes, goes energy our flows, energy flows and attention goes, yeah, and results show, right? He just likes to rhyme things, right? So when we look at this, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. So, but if we look at this, it's like, where with our attention, if we're focused on the negative, um, then we'll see more negative. And it's that reticular activating system coming up again, which is like, if we start our day again, man, like so many people do this. What's the first thing a lot of people do is the alarm goes off in the morning. They press snooze three times because they don't want to get out of bed. And then they'll scroll their phone, try and get their dopamine fixed, try and delay getting out of bed. They're like, Oh, I can't be going to work today. It's like, dude, like, you're alive. A car's not on top of you. Like you have another day on this planet. <laughs> that was the last time. Hasn't gone through. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, and, uh, exactly. And, yeah. You knocked you out your. It's all like. Um, so it's like no, but like you should wake up going, I'm alive, right? But we, and, I was, and again, I was talking to my boys about this yesterday. I was like, man, do you wake up every day knowing the three things, three overarching things you want to do today to make sure you feel like you're winning the day? Again, that gives you focus, right? Waking up with focus on the three critical things to make you feel like a winner. And he's like, no, I don't. I was like, well, okay, well, if you, if you knew the three things you need to do to execute that day, just like the top three things, do you feel like you'd wake up with more purpose? He's like, yes, because focus drives purpose. And then you, what you're doing is you like wake up. It's like, I'm alive. Like I'm alive. And then you just, you walk to the mirror and it's like, you focus. And it's like, Hey, sexy motherfucker. You've got another day with you. Like, let's go and own it. Like you've got to remind yourself who you are. Like you are the person that got yourself to this point in your life. And if it's bad or it's good, you're going to get to the next point when that, hopefully that is going to be good because we're focusing on growing and goal pursuit. So it's like, you wake up, you're excited for another day on this planet. Okay. Because we're not promised it. That's the biggest thing. You focus on being happy that you're here. And if we focus on being happy we're here, that's the first thing where it's winning. And we need want to tick up a couple of wins, tick them off straight away because we're focusing on being a task, um, achieving, tick-making machine. Every time you tick a task, you get a bit of a dopamine hit, you feel good about it as well. And we just keep controlling our focus and we go, what are my top three wins I'm focused on today? And then I bookend my day with talking to my wife could be over dinner because we're present again, going, what were the three wins for you today, Liv? And these are my three wins. And you might not get the three things that you set out at the start of the day, but you still can find three wins. And what we're doing is we're starting our day with focus on winning, ending our day with focus on winning on those three things. So what we're doing throughout the day is we start to look for more wins. We, we consciously and subconsciously start to see more wins throughout the day. And by controlling the bookends of our day, start and end with wins, our reticular activating system, it sort of kicks in. So if you have a higher sense of focus on something, you start to see more of it. If you bought a new car, you start to see that car everywhere. You know, for females out there, they bought a new dress for the races, they all of a sudden they can see through 200 females, the same female with their dress because they have a heightened awareness on the dress that they're wearing. So if you start to talk about goals the, talk about gratitude in the morning and night, you have to have a higher sense of consciousness around gratitude through the day. And if you see more gratitude throughout the day, you're going to be a happier purpose. So what we're doing is we're controlling our focus to see the gains in life. Now, that helps you with emotional regulation. That helps you with the mindfulness. It helps you with happiness. It helps you with improved relationships. Instead of the gaps 
focusing on what your wife hasn't done and having an expectation on her that you didn't even communicate. We focus on the gain that she has done and that she feels happy, that she's loving our kids, that she maybe had a great day at work herself. Stop focusing on yourself and you can start focusing on them. So I think controlling our focus is the next thing below the pursuit of goals. Hmm. The, I want to piggyback off what you said there around expectation. And there's a quote again from Tony <laughs> Robbins. It's a good one. Trade your expectations for appreciations and you know, your world will change in an instant. So having the idea of, again, there's, and there's, I've, I've talked about this all interpersonal problems and like the, the bullshit that comes up. And this is again, a, a key on how to have a happier life is less, less drama and bullshit comes from two things, unmet expectations that are often not hmm. voiced and unenforced boundaries that are often not voiced. So you will get frustrated and you'll get upset with other people if they do not meet your expectations of them. You will get infinitely more upset with them if the fact that you haven't voiced them because then you get upset at yourself and you start to project it out. So if you haven't, and this is something that is important for you to talk about you know, with your partner, but it's also important for then your partner to talk about with you to make sure that you're on the same page and to make sure it's like, hey, if you have this expectation of me, I am not a mind reader, right? But they are also not mind readers. So don't expect things that you haven't asked for, right? If you, you know, if you're a kid and you close your eyes really hard and you wish for Santa to get you something, but you don't tell Santa and you don't tell anyone, like, you know, Santa's good, but he's not that good, right? And, you know, even if you, it's something that you really want for your birthday or Christmas or whatever, and you close your eyes, oh, I really hope I get this, but you don't fucking tell anyone. You can't be disappointed that you don't get it, right? So you will get what you ask for and you will get what you communicate. So if you have expectations, whether it's of your partner, or whether you have, you know, your partner's expectations of you that they haven't voiced, have the conversation. Say, look, unvoiced and unmet expectations, the key to, you know, you feeling let down. So trade those expectations for appreciating what your partner has done or simply voice your things. It's like, oh, this is what I would, I would love it if you could do this. And again, that comes down to the, the quarterly conversation Travel's talking about as well. It, what that does is it does give you a frame of setting expectations. It's like, all right, well, you know, I can now expect that my husband will take out the trash when he said he's going to do it. I can't expect now that my husband will stop scrolling his phone when he's playing with the kids because we've set the expectation and you could always bring it back to that conversation that you've set. Same thing with boundaries. If someone in your life, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whatever, is doing something that is upsetting you or causing you to choose to feel upset, if we want to use that language, um, which is a bit more empowering and also a bit more accurate. So yeah. if so, if, yeah, you, you, hey, Karen didn't make you mad. You chose to be pissed off at Karen. It's not Karen's fault. Mm. She is who she is right it's like expecting a fish not to swim she's going to do what she's going to do so if that happens you need to uh communicate and enforce your boundaries if you can't find yourself constantly working late and doing overtime that's uncompensated or unpaid or not um you know or that you just didn't want to do even if it is compensated you know and i'm going to go to fair work but i'm a two have that conversation oh, look this is really important to me you've got to have the self-respect to enforce that boundary because people will often have an unhappy life when they feel taken advantage of when they feel like they're always they're feeling walked all over or that people don't appreciate them it's like well people won't appreciate you if you don't enforce your own boundaries because you don't appreciate you you don't appreciate and value your own time and your own worth enough to say, hang on, look, this, this, this doesn't fly with me. This is not, you know, we set boundaries with our kids all the time, but we've got to set boundaries with our, for ourselves, especially around our own time. So just wanted to, to mention that one as well. So the expect, trading expectations for appreciations and then communicating and enforcing your boundaries and communicating your expectations or, you know, what you would like for the, your partner to do to then open the dialogue so then you're not left disappointed all the time. Most definitely, mate. And I think that's a big thing, actually communicating expectations with your partner because if you don't communicate it and they didn't do it, you can't be upset. And I think that's the biggest thing. And this is what happens all the time. Um, you know, oh, my wife didn't make the right thing for dinner if she's making dinner. It happens sometimes. And I was like, well, did you sit down with her and plan the dinners on a Sunday? No. It's like, well, you didn't give the time to her to help plan out the dinners. So what, you expect her to spend all the time to plan out the dinners for you? No, like you both have to come to the table. Oh, my wife gets frustrated, said I'm spending too much time at the gym. Um, well, did you sit down with your wife and tell her why you're spending time at the gym and you actually made it in the schedule? Like this is when I'm going to the gym. I think then coming back to controlling our focus and we're talking about a Google calendar, you should have it. You could have like a shared family Google calendar. And if anyone comes at me trying to tell, teach them how to use a Google calendar, go to the Apple store guys. That's what they're for. Um, so like ask, ask <laughs> them to help you. How to use Google. I don't know. Yeah, that. exactly. Like Google how to use a Google calendar that's shared because then yeah. what happens, you can start to see, you know, live Wednesday, 
we've got breakfast club. Wednesday, we've got a SAC meeting. Wednesday, we've got a Dover Devils soccer, you know, association meeting. Liv likes to do a lot of different, but I can see it on the shared calendar. So I, mm. I, I don't, can't, I know what she's doing, right? And it's not like you must know what your wife's doing all the time, but we're a family unit. So if I know what she's doing here, then I know when I'm like, okay, I got to be present with the kids here because she's going to be doing that. Or I know how to manage my day as well because we both know what we're doing. Put when you're training there because you're oh, okay, I know Trav's training from, you know, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. or from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., whatever it is. But they know what you're doing and they know what you've planned. And then if you're just running a bit late, you just send a message, hey, I'm going to be at the gym for an extra 15 minutes today. Is that okay? Um, because again, you're, you're together as a team. This is mm. teamwork. That's what makes the dream work, right? It's not you trying to live your life and they're trying to live their life. Like, you know, you're a team. You, you've decided to do this together. Um, so I think that also happen, helps. Like this shared calendar. And again, it, with our focus, it's, you know, we either have like an external locus of control or an internal locus of control. As Jace was briefly mentioning before, it's like no one can make you feel anything. Like you choose to put feelings on the, the words or those actions like if your wife didn't do something you choose to feel something right she can't make you feel anything whatsoever so i think we have to make sure that we are internally regulating our emotions we have control we have an internal locus of control on how we regulate because that's controlling our focus if we're focused constantly on the external locus of control we're focused on the external people coming at us and we're trying to regulate emotions based on everyone else and how they interact with us dude you're going to be stressed frustrated and anxious your whole life right? You can't control other people and you can't control other people and how they interact with you. All you control with the fact that you, you know, you're just an easygoing person that's just trying to control your focus, right? Increase the gap between stimulus and response and choose your own way in any given circumstance. I think that is the key thing. So control of focus is the second thing under the pursuit of goals. The third thing I believe to have a better quality of life or having a better life is simply delayed gratification. Okay. Now, all we're talking about at the start, these big three things, guys, are the key overarching principles to getting, you know, essentially like we're layering them down to having that better quality life and everything in life, everything in life is better with delayed gratification. Even the first kiss with your partner, right? It's, you, know, you don't walk up to some random, you might do this, but please don't because you probably end up in jail. Walk up to random females when you first met them and start trying to kiss them in the street um, because, like that you, you're you're going past people's boundaries okay so let's not do that but like when you first met there was like this anticipation of the first kiss and it's mm. the anticipation and delayed gratification that made that first kiss so good and even the first time you slept with her right like it was the anticipation the delayed gratification it made it so good it like it's the buying of that house, the delay gratification, the saving. It was like, it's so exciting because you didn't spend your money all the time on all the useless shit. You delayed it to buy that big thing, which made it so good. It's the putting off of the extra calories and the donuts on every single day and every single meal. And you got that healthy body, which made it feel so good. So it's like delayed gratification, like delayed gratification. It's the study right? It's the delay gratification of putting away the, com the computer games and it's like focusing on something that's going to push you further forward in life and you get that job and that makes it feel so sweet and so good. So a delay gratification allows us to achieve long-term goals. It improves our decision-making because we actually, we're making a life by design and not by default through delay gratification. It helps you personally grow. Right. If you can master the art of delayed gratification, you can achieve anything you want in life. Literally anything. Like you, you want a house, you want a body, you want a great relationship. All it is is just delayed gratification. Like that. That's all it takes. You just put off the shit you want now for what the what you want most. So stop having what you want now and delay it for what you want most. And that all delayed gratification is. So. It just allows you to grow as an individual. I think this is one of the key aspects of having a better life. What do you reckon, Jason? Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, when it comes to delayed gratification, they get confused and they think, oh, does that mean I can't be happy now? And I have to gate my happiness behind achievement and behind 
um, like delaying it. It's like, no, gratification is different than happiness. You can wake up and choose to feel happy every single day with every single thing that you have, right? Regardless of how life is going, you can choose to, again, as Travis saying, be grateful with what you've got and be grateful that you woke up and, you know, a car wasn't on top of you right, the last time we used it. But th that's the kind of stuff that you can do. You can choose to feel happy in the moment and in the, the pursuit of the goal and in the, in the trenches, so to speak, of working on it rather than gating happiness behind the achievement, which is what a lot of people think delayed gratification is. All this is doing is giving you dopamine that you've earned, right? Mm. We've talked about this. Um, I think Andrew Huberman says dopamine without effort will destroy a person. That's the the getting the dopamine by the the likes and the comments and the and the you know fucking notifications and the oh, scroll haha funny reel haha, oh Jason that's a really good cooking tip I should go uh, go to like the Fit Dad Club uh, Instagram page and, and comment that on all the videos oh yeah great like, then give give me all the instant gratification exactly but, um, by delaying the gratification you're earning the dopamine rather than it being because a lot of the instant gratification it's it's a temporary spike in dopamine and all these happy chemicals in your brain but then it goes away away real fucking quick but there was a um a reel i shared on the um on the instagram actually the other the other day from joe rogan which um you know it can be divisive for a lot of people but there was one of these like um he's like i love the feeling when i wake up every single day and work out because i know i'm not like a lazy piece of shit that day and i'm like i've earned it and i've earned this like this pride for mm. doing something hard right and pushing myself it's like you've talked about you know doing the, the sort of metcon workouts like i love just fucking yeah. doing hard shit almost for the sake of doing hard shit to you know be like i i i you know this is the person i am i push myself through hard things right it's getting to that point where you feel like you want to give up and then doing two or three more reps that's the kind of mentality that you take into it and and delaying the gratification of ending the set early or stopping the run because you've got a stitch jason stop eating so close <laughs> to your fucking runs um but all of these things, right? You know, delaying, you know, sleeping with the first girl that you see at the, at the club to find someone who may be actually a better fit for you long term, and or, you know, not just dating the first person just because you don't want to be alone. And part of that, for me, comes down to understanding toward and away from motivation as well. And you know, a lot of people who are motivated, motivated by getting away from a negative experience or feeling will be looking for short-term gratification, like. I feel lonely, I feel sad, I feel tired. So I'm going to go for the instant fix, which might be the donut or, you know, the Uber Eats meal or the Tinder swipe or, you know, scrolling my phone or whatever, right? Because they're motivated by, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. Again, this comes down to kind of what we talked about at the top, not having goals, not having something that they're actively working towards rather than the thing that they're just running. I don't want to feel fat, right? So I'm going to go, you know, eat a salad. Okay, cool. I don't feel fat anymore. Now I'm, now I'm just wallowing in this skinny fat place where I'm not really working towards a goal, but I'm not feeling fat enough to actually have the motivation to want to work out. So have goals, work towards it, make sure you're not being away from motivated and sitting in that instant gratification, that short-term focus and realize that you can, you can be, what is it? You, you can be a work of art and a work in progress at the same time. You can still be happy with who you are and happy with what you're working towards. Um, at the same time, you don't need to gate your happiness behind achievement. You don't need to wait for the long-term gratification before you're allowed to pat yourself on the back because it's in the process that you earn that right, right? You can be proud of yourself every single fucking day for the discipline of not spending the money on Uber Eats and not getting the takeaway coffee because you're saving for that family house um, or you know, not eating that fucking burger because you're saving your calories for the family dinner and you're not going to go over and you've already pre-tracked it and you're all good. Like Those are the things that will make you feel long-term more dopamine, more pride, more happiness in yourself than the little short-term fake spike that you get from all the other bullshit. Uh, I completely agree, mate. I think at the end of the day, delayed gratification you know, versus instant gratification is, I think a lot of instant gratification, we do stuff now, one, we don't think of it, but we like, uh, that's future Travis, Travis's problem, right? <laughs> that's future Travis's problem. Uh, yeah, he, he lives in the future. You know, so if I keep overeating today, future Travis has to deal with it, right? But we don't care about future Travis. We only care about Travis right now and what he wants. Oh, I'm going to stay up and watch three hours of Netflix. Well, future Travis, which is tomorrow, is going to feel like shit. He's going to feel tired. He's not going to actually want to do his workouts because he didn't sleep as much. You're going to crave more food. You're probably going to overeat because you're emotional. And like future Travis suffering because current Trav right now is selfish. So what we're trying to do is we want to be selfless towards our future self. And that is the key, right? We, we want to honor the future version of us with delayed gratification. And that's what we're doing with the pursuit of goals, right? And controlling our focus. We're controlling our focus that our current self is working on the masterpiece, which is our future self. And if we're ever at a crossroads, like 
again, like I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to myself out loud as well. Uh, so, and that's okay, guys, you can talk to yourself. People are going to think you're crazy either way. So um, I think it's like, I will, I will talk to myself. I was like, what would true future Travis want me to do? Because the version of you 10 years from now who has achieved the financial success, the health success, the relationship success, right, is out there. Like they're out there. And you can just ask them a question. It's like, right now, what would you want me to do so I can become you? Because the, the span of time is happening. And I'm not talking about the flash and there's multiple dimensions and we're trying to jump across into another one. Like, But the future you is out there. and there's there's two versions of you you can be fat as shit in 10 years time or you can be fit as hell right but both of them are telling you to do two things oh no keep eating don't worry about future self we we want to die early right and that's we don't want to listen to that guy and there's the fit version of us out there it's like dude you're in the pursuit of goals right now your health is a big focus for you in this season of your life right now so i want you to delay that gratification which might make you feel a bit hungry right now but you're going to feel better for it because you're going to achieve that weight loss. You're going to achieve that increased self-confidence. You're going to achieve A, B, and C. So focus on our current self honoring the future version of us rather than just throwing the problems at our future self for them to deal with. I think it's a good way to think of it, guys. Um, like, yeah, doing the dishes in the night rather than leaving <laughs> them for the morning. That's morning, like, there's, yeah. There's it sucks. Thing which is um, Emmy's water bottle. Like it's a little, like little double handles, the little straw. And um, she's got like, basically, cause you know, she's 10 months old, almost 11 months old. She gets food all fucking over. It's covered in yogurt and all sorts of shit. And it's like, it's such a pain in the ass thing to do at the end of the night. And sometimes you forget about it, but it, it's even more of a pain in the ass to do in the morning. So every night I'm like, Right, just do the fucking water bottle, right? So that's my advice to all of you. Just clean the yogurt off the water bottle at night and your morning will be a lot smoother and a lot better. That's my ex extremely specific tip. Oh, mate, but it's the truth, right? You make your bed in the morning so you can get into it at night. You, you wash the dishes at night so you wake up with a clean environment in the morning. Like, you know, we, we do the stuff now so our future self has less pressure on them, right? Or we could just keep throwing shit at future self and then no wonder, oh, it's not a wonder why people wake up with anxiety in 10 years because your past self fucking threw shit in your face. So I think it's just like, do it now so your future self is happy and felt like they actually did pursue meaningful goals. So I think those are the big three overarching principles, I believe, to have a better quality life. The pursuit of goals, controlling our focus, and delaying gratification. Now I think there's, you know, the daily, right? And, and, when, we, and when we look at this, if we want to achieve anything in life, guys, okay, and, and I did reference this earlier in the podcast, if we want to achieve anything in life, speed of execution is amazing because all of a sudden, you know, we get motivation, momentum. When we have momentum, we have motivation, right? And motivation is fickle, but with more momentum becomes more motivation. So if we look at it, when we're trying to pursue a goal, we always look at how, okay, how do I do this diet thing? Oh, I know I've done diets in the past, but I need to find the how of how I need to diet better this time. I'm going to try the intermittent fire. I'm going to try this, how I'm going to try the keto thing or how I'm going to do F45 or how I heard the hit trainings. Oh, how I'm going to like run a marathon. Like, so we're constantly focusing on the how, but you focused on the how for the last 40 years of your life or 30 years of your life or 50 years of your life and focusing on the how all is done is fuck you up, right? Because, you know, you haven't achieved it. Or you achieved it for a, a period of time and then you lost it, right? Instead, you know, how like how, how do I save for a house? If you, if you haven't saved before, stop focusing on how you need to do it because all you're doing is then you have to spend time in research and you have to spend time on how to get the accountability. How do, I, how do I actually hold it? All you need to do is look at the who, okay? Who can help me bypass all the shit to actually get it done? Who's going to tell me what to do? Who's already done it? Who does it for other people? Who's going to inspire me when I don't want to do it? And who's going to keep me accountable? That's it. These are the who's. It's not the how, it's the who that gets you the result. So who can help me get there? Who's going to keep me accountable? And who can get me through the roadblocks I'm going to face? And that happens with a relationship. Get a relationship counseling person. Even if you don't have a um, bad relationship, get a health coach, get a business coach, get a financial coach. You're like, oh, that costs money. It's like, yeah, dude, you're probably spending a carton, like money on other things anyway. But again, you don't have to focus on everything right now. But the, when we're looking at the wheel of life, those spokes, the spoke that's the worst, like get someone to help you with that. 
and then like slowly grow the other ones. If it's your financial, get someone to help with your finances. You know what? You have better finances. You probably find afford the health coach or the relationship coach or whatever it is. Always focus on the who, not the how, because people are out there doing it and they don't do it by just pressing Google how to lose weight, right? That's not how it's done. So you find the who, it solves the how, you don't even have to worry about it. I think that is the biggest key on everything else. Thoughts, Jace? Yeah, it's like finding mentorship and people who have either been there and done that or helped people like yourself. Be There's a reason why we're called the Fit Dads Club and we still get comments every now and then like, oh, it's a shame you guys don't help other people. Um, and it's like, well, we've talked about this before. There's a million and one other fucking coaches out there for the 20-something-year-old guy who wants to be a bodybuilder or the single guy who's got all the time in the world. It's like there's a reason we focus on dads because we know the constraints because we've helped other dads do it because dads tend to think they have a unique set of circumstances that only applies to them. They're like, oh, fuck, I can't get fit. It's like, guess what? We exclusively help guys like you get fit. That's the fucking point. So it allows everyone to um, you know, realize, oh, shit, I'm not alone in this. So you find mentorship. You find people who have helped you do it before because the point of a mentor is to shortcut the learning process. Imogen just wants to say hi to everyone. She's uh, getting ready for swimming, I think. Um, uh, the point of mentorship is to shortcut the time. It's like um, Jim Rohn, one of the earliest personal development speakers, talks about this. He's like, if only failures gave seminars, right? Imagine someone who's got a, a ruined marriage. I want him to stand on stage. Like, Tell us how you fucked it all up. Tell us all the things that you did wrong so we know exactly what not to do so we don't end up like you. Like that's that, that's what mentors do, except they've found all the ways that don't work and then they found the ways that work and they're like, okay, cool. You can ignore all that shit. You can ignore having to do the fucking keto or the carnivore or the vegan only or running six days a week or training five days a week, whatever. You can ignore all that shit. Let's just focus on this because we've all done that shit before and it didn't work or it did work, but it was fucking miserable, right? So um, that's the beauty of it. It's not about necessarily always giving you the perfect right strategy, but it's often giving you the blinders to all of the shit that you don't need to focus on. And we've talked about how important focus is, especially on the daily. From a day-to-day -day perspective, you have only a certain amount of focus points that you can use that get allocated to you know the stuff that's most important and if you don't have those most important things either in your calendar or front of mind and you get oh but what about this meal and it's like if you already know cool that's not a lot, not enough protein for me don't even need to think about it right i don't need to eat out because i've prepped my lunch don't even need to think about it sally comes around with the uber eats oh we're ordering this for mark's birthday you learn it no don't even need to think about it i got my chicken up hate mark sally. he's an asshole yep Exactly. Mark's great. Mark, yeah. <laughs> screw yourself. <laughs> yeah, but that's this is it. It's all about keeping the blinders on, keeping the focus to what is actually important because they've been there and done that. So there's nothing exactly. that you want to do that someone else hasn't already been there, done that, coached someone else to do, written a book about, all that good shit. So, mate, exactly. So the who will tell you what to do. They'll inspire you to do it, and they'll keep you accountable to doing it. I think that's the biggest thing. They'll tell you what to do. They'll inspire you to do it and they'll keep you accountable. And that's what the right who does for you. Now, if we understand that, right? So we know that we need goals. We need focus. We need delayed, we need delayed gratification. And we need to find the right who because that will focus everything else for you. Now, what happens to have a better life on the daily basis? And there's a couple of things that you can do every single day to have a better life. And I think that's gratitude. We did talk about that earlier. So we start the day, three great things that are what you're grateful today. And we finish three grateful things. And then the next thing is the wins, right? So we have to focus on our wins on a daily basis because if we feel like we're winning, we are a winner, right? <laughs> so, right? And you know what? Winners feel better, right? You never walk into the, you know, the, the cameras go into the end of a footy game and they go into the winner's room. They feel like they don't even look like they played a footy game. They've got all the energy in the world. They look great. They feel great. They could probably go play another game of footy. They go into the losing team's locker room. They look like they've played 17 games and then just got beaten up and got someone killed their dog, right? They're like so down in the dumps and they like, they're, they're just so upset. But they played the same amount of time. But one has a high frequency. One has a low frequency. If you could design your life where you felt like you were winning every single day, do you think you would wake up with more energy? Do you think you'd feel better about pursuing and waking up every single day? Of course you would. So you go, every day, you win. These are my focuses. These are my wins. And that will build momentum that will bring you this like big dick energy, right? So it's like, this is what we want. We want big dick energy. So that's what we want by focusing on win gratitude morning and night, big three wins every single day. And then you write those wins down. 
like write them down, put pen to paper. Like I am, you tell you, I'm a winner for doing this. Like I'm a fucking winner. Like you have to remind yourself. So those are the two things we have to get movement, movement on the daily motion equals emotion. Okay. So we make good quality choices when we have positive motions inside our head and through our body. When we aren't moving, we have lower quality emotions. If you sat down on the couch all day, you, you're more likely to eat a bag of crisps because you're not moving because we're, our frequency has dropped. If we're moving, we're active, we have better quality, we've got endorphins pumping, we make better quality decisions. So we want to get movement in our day every single day for a variety of other chemical functions as well. We have to understand our triggers. What takes me from a high frequency to a low frequency person? Like understand your triggers, actually understand them. That is so crucial. Because if you can understand them, you can take the triggers out of your life, catch a later, Karen, never seeing you again. Um, or we can understand how to deal with them, right? Just every time you walk past Karen, you just put your phone up to your, your head and you're just like, yeah, we'll see you, Karen. Um, I'm on the phone. Um, <laughs> so what, what if, but you, if you identify the triggers that take you from high frequency to low frequency, you can actually have ways to combat them and deal with them. Um, I want you to have the date nights. Like I want you to actually date your wife without your kids. So it's like, whether it's once a month, once a week, I want you to have date nights where you sit down and then you can ask your partner as well. It's like, what were your wins for the week? Like what what were your top three wins this week in your life? And actually ask them. And every week ask them because then they're going to feel like a winner as well. You want to feel like a winner. They want to feel like a winner. And you want to feel like a winner together because that means you feel good. So it's like actually date your wife like you did before you had kids. And then I want you to properly plan. Plan your day every day. You, you, you're not living by default, as Jace would say, you're living by design. Like what execute, block tasks. I go to the gym from this time to this time. I spend time with the kids here. I go to work here. I do the dishes here. You got a notification telling you to put the trash out. This is when you do this on the weekend. I'm going to mow the lawn for three hours. Like just follow the schedule. Discipline equals freedom. Like they're like, oh, that seems super crazy. It's like, no, discipline equals freedom. Your discipline in your marriage gives you freedom of happiness within a great quality conversation, great quality intimacy, great quality connection. Discipline in your health gives you freedom to live longer, feel better. Discipline in your work allows you to make more money, have less stress. So discipline gives you the freedom you want, but to get the freedom you want requires discipline. So I think if we couple those things in on the daily focus, Okay, with those overarching principles we talked about earlier, that's how we have a better life, guys. If you just focus on those things on the daily, you'll be good. You'll be happy. It it will feel different and it will feel, it might feel a bit, you know, you might feel a bit lame initially going, oh, what were my wins? I want to feel like a winner. It's like, you know, you want to sound like one of those fucking motivational guys on, on Instagram. But after a couple of weeks, after a couple of days, a couple of weeks, it starts feeling good. It starts being like, you know, oh, you know, what were your wins for the day? It's like, the more you reinforce those behaviors, because, you know, a lot of us, you know, there's a lot of, especially in Australian culture, you're used to being the tall poppy syndrome. Oh, I don't want to brag and, you know, fly my flag and talk about how good it is. Like, no, you got to fucking celebrate your wins and the shit that you do. Mate, I think that is the biggest thing. And yeah, like if you feel lame, would you rather feel like a lame winner or a fucked up loser? Right, like I'd rather feel like a lame winner every single day of the week. Right, I'm happy to say when I do something, I'm I I love it. I'm like that's just like me. I'm a winner. Like I like I've got enough people telling me I'm a loser in life. I've got to tell myself I'm a winner. So like guys, I have my own internal locus of control. Right, like I'll tell myself I'm a winner. I don't care if you think I'm a winner or not. And I've told you in the past, if your phone number is not in my phone, I haven't talked to you the last six months. I don't care for your opinion right? I just don't. And like, I care for my opinion and I care for my wife's opinion. I care for my kid's opinion. And for me, I make sure that I meet their expectations because we openly communicate together so I can be a winner to her and to them and my family unit, because that is the only thing at the moment in my life that really matters to me. And then on top of that, if I can deliver information to the external world of dads with Jace and I can keep giving out more information and I can keep uh, showing my perspective on this world. And that helps you feel like a winner. That also feels like me uh, like a winner as well, because I'm contributing my insights to the world. 
So by focusing on myself and then focusing on contribution, I get to feel like a winner even more. No matter if you like it or not, I'll just keep doing it. Yeah, you get to feel that purpose box ticked. I feel like I'm giving, you know, to, there's two key ones. We talked a lot about to grow. The second one is to give, right? That growth and contribution. If you can nail those two, if you can you know, grow for yourself and your family and then you can give back, whether it is just to your family, right? You don't want to give to the point where you're an empty cup, but to be able to give back in some way, shape or form and, and contribute to others, that's, it's, that's the ultimate like spiritual journey of happiness is to grow and to give. So if you can nail those two things um, and you know all of the rest of this conversation has been probably to just facilitate those two things, to grow and to give. To The more that you can do that, the, the happier a man you'll be. You know, a challenge, try everything, incorporate what we've done today. If you're not happier within a week, you're doing something wrong, right? Guarantee, money back guarantee. You, know, you can get all the money back exactly. today for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to have a shit quality life make excuses justify your current life and blame everyone else for it right that's the that's the short version of how to have a shit life so guys if you want to have a if you want to have a good life take some responsibility have some accountability and like take some like responsibility for your life right mm -hmm. and you take responsibility for your life about everything we've said today because we just gave you a great blueprint for success if you want us to be the who to help you with the how then go to the fit dash dad got dot club so fit that, Jesus Christ, go to fit-dad.club. Okay, I got it out, guys. And, and we'll have a conversation. We'll talk about where you are and where you want to be and how we can help close the gap for you and how we can be the who that tells you what to do, inspire you to do it, and keep you accountable on the journey. So go to fit-dad.club, book in a call, leave us a comment, give us a review, um, say anything you want, let us know what you want to hear from us. And we're happy to help you every single week on this podcast, guys. Share this podcast with your friends. A couple of people said they've shared with their friends, their friends loved it. So if you can't think of what to give someone for Christmas this year, just share the podcast with them. Say happy Christmas. I'm mean, about to change your life. Um, and I know Christmas is early, but you could send them probably 12 to 13 more episodes um, uh, before Christmas and probably change their life. So that is it for me today, guys. Um, Jace, that, is that it for you? Yep. Yeah, that's it for me. And Merry Christmas for anyone who's listening. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, we'll chat to you next week, guys. And that is the Fit Dad Club podcast. Peace out.